0: Well, I am out and about today at the Silverstone Technology Cluster Innovation and Growth Conference, the annual conference, and we're at the stables in Milton Keynes, so a little bit of uh, leaving the county. And with me is the CEO of Silverstone Technology Cluster, Pim Van Barsen. Pim, um, great to be here. Uh, So far, we've just had the morning sessions. Really very interesting um, speakers indeed. But perhaps just start by telling us what's the Silverstone Technology Cluster.
1: Right, so Silverstone Technology Cluster, we're a not-for-profit organization um, looking after and supporting the advanced engineering, electronics and software businesses in the wider Silverstone area. So roughly anywhere um, in an hour's driving time from Silverstone, um, very much focused around um, advanced engineering, electronics and software uh, across a huge number of different sectors. And it's a membership organization, yes? It's a membership organization, Yeah, we, we don't get any funding, um, so we're not beholden to political agendas. And uh, yeah, it's membership fees and a, and a tiny little bit of, uh, of support, uh, event support. Um, that that is our income base.
0: How many members, roughly? Uh, about one hundred and sixty. One hundred sixty. That's between London and Birmingham, effectively. Right? Yes. Yeah.
1: You can call it that. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, it was a very uh, you know high-powered, um, advanced manufacturing and engineering sort of setup. You've got some really very interesting companies, large and small, as members.
1: Yeah, that's that's right. We 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 seem to have a good mix. I mean, the majority of our our members are in the in the in the smaller. Um, so, especially when it comes to a number of employees, uh, but then the vast majority um, of our companies as well are, are um, sort of between one and ten million turnover, um, and th- that's kind of like reflected in in what they do because the the you know a lot of our guys are are um, into um, doing the D of R and D, so they're very uh, good in in problem solving, creating pro- prototypes, and so it tends to be very low volume but very high value manufacturing that they get involved in.
0: No, it's a lot of very clever people, I have to say. Mm. Um, and very good to be part of it with a couple of uh, the university. I'm here with the university and the hat, of course, as the strategic sourcing solutions company mm-hmm. that we, uh, you know about. Um, now, the annual conference, the theme this year is innovation and growth. Mm-hmm. Um, just tell us a little bit about you know, where we are, how many people you've got, how many attendees today.
1: Yeah, so we have uh, just under 200 people here today. Um, the focus is very much to uh, inform, inspire um, and, and educate, if you will, people around various business, crit- business critical areas. So we, we're covering everything from uh, zero carbon technologies, uh, hydrogen technologies to business management, business strategy and um, all of that sort of thing. So we, we really try to make it quite a broad mix to um, really make sure that the companies that come here, um, you know, really get something that they can take back to their businesses and implement and, and effectively, you know, sort of get better or, or at least be inspired uh, to try new ideas and and some of the new things that I've that I've heard about here today.
0: Yeah, I think it's really good. You're bringing members together, and one of the features that has come through in the morning is looking for partnerships and collaboration. There's been yep. two or three speakers, including yourself, at the very beginning about how you do facilitate. And, you know, you, I think, it's, you do a great job in bringing people together, offering events where people can go and chat and cross fertilize around a particular idea or a particular topic. So that, that partnerships element has, has come through loud and clear today. Is that deliberate, I guess?
1: Yeah, it is deliberate because the, the, the SEC is very much about collaboration. So bringing people together, encourage them to collaborate, huge part of what we do. Uh, we find that, so the, the, the majority, um, well pretty much all of our members are operate very multi-sectorially, right? And so there's instances where you know we, we have people that, you know, let's say, mainly work in, in the medical sector, uh, but we have other people that mainly work in F1 and oil and gas, and actually um, they 're complementary their technologies can be very complementary, and, and quite often I come across you know a company that that is kind of struggling in one particular area and you know two days earlier i 've met a completely different company in a completely different sector that i 've never even heard of that has already solved that and so we then bring these people together and it kind 's of like hey if that 's something that you 're looking to do, you should talk to these guys and obviously vice versa as well it 's kind of like hey. You know, I've I've got guys that've got the perfect solution for you. So it's it's um, it's very much at the heart of what we do, and 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 because of the the, the multi nature. Um, there's not kind of like a natural platform for the medical guys, if you will, to meet, you know, the F1 guys. And so we're that catalyst to bring them together and, and you know, look for those opportunities.
0: Yeah, no, it's a, it's a remarkable feature, you know, being a member and following it over the years. Um, it's, so it's, let's get it clear. It's not only based on Formula One. Silverstone, many people might think it's all to do with racing cars, but it certainly isn't. I think it's a large part, isn't it, advanced manufacturing, and you've got some automotive businesses very different to formula one cars
1: (laughs) yes that's actually quite interesting so so uh the Silverstone name makes people think of motorsport for obvious reasons um but you know looking at the makeup of our of our membership uh automotive is actually the biggest sector that our members operate in um motorsport is the is the second but it's joint second with aerospace um and then we're also talking about um there's environmental technologies industrial medical marine um it's it's really it's really really uh very varied. Uh, so it's, it's, it doesn't at all have a single focus on on motorsport. Um, but what we've seen is that, you know, a lot of the motorsport businesses have diversified into different markets. But we've actually also seen a lot of boys and girls that used to work at motorsport companies have now set up their own business in a different sector. Um, and quite often it's the, the technology that are developed at the motorsport company that are now you know, spinning off into different sectors. Um, and so that's why we have this huge uh, variety of businesses. That's
0: really interesting, that cross fertilization, as you mm. say, a lot of entrepreneurs. So, do you take many startup businesses or early stage businesses? When you say they're small, one to 10 employees, not, you know, one to 10 million, are they startups coming to you and then you help them or are they already established and then they say, right, we need
1: it's, to be? It's a mix. Uh, you know, we, we, we are not here for a specific. Type of company we we offer a a a, uh, a wide array of, of services, um, that that obviously people can use at, at different stages of their of their business journey. Uh, we're always keen to to introduce people to to um the people that they ideally need given the states that they that they're at. Um, so we we we're, we're a very broad church in 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 that regard and you know ultimately because uh, obviously we have advertised services and all of that sort of stuff and and you know by all means people should should make use of them because obviously they they're good. But ultimately at the end of the day we are here to help. So regardless of where you are as a company or where you are as a, as a business, you know, if there's something that you think we can assist you with you know, get in touch, let's have a a look at that. And if we are in a position to help you, then we will, because that's the purpose of of us existing.
0: Just before we go on to talk about the sponsors and some of the speakers today, your career, Pim, how did you get to where you are today?
1: Oh, wow. So, well, so I I grew up in the Netherlands. I'm I'm Dutch, and... um, in Holland, you need to make a, a, a choice on on your career, sort of fairly early early on in in life. And I I never knew what I wanted to do, um, but right about at at the point where um, I I was in that mode where you know you you, you really need to decide because it, it's it's all very focused in Holland. So if you if you want to be a doctor, there's you know a specific path. If you want to be a carpenter, there's a specific path, and and all of these sort of things. And round about that time, I happened to come across a, a motor race, which I think was the the monaco grand prix and and that just really turned me on i was like oh i know, know I'll, I'll go and do that um and so actually i i focused everything kind of like in my in my school career if you can call it that um into you know making sure that i ended up in england because i recognized that that was the hotbed of of what's happening here and and the Silverstone area is 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 you know a very very leading area in in that field and so i kind of always sort of try to angle um angle you know, uh, ending up here. Um, and then, you know, I was lucky enough to be offered a job by the motorsport industry uh, association where I started my career. Um, and then I moved to two, two, three other companies, you know, including extract Haymarket, uh, to eventually, um, end up in this particular role, which, which is obviously fantastic because, um, you know, I now get to play a role, um, in the very area that I identified as a kid that I wanted to end up in. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I'm very happy with that's, the way that should yeah, count, to be honest.
0: That's a great, great circle. I didn't know that uh, indeed. Mm. So let's just give a shout out to some of the sponsors of the event today. Who, who would you like yeah, to mention?
1: Yeah, so uh, Silverstone Park are, are kind of like our gold sponsor, if you will, um, with this particular event. They've been incredibly supportive of us and, and are indeed one of our founding members. Uh, we're also supported by Hexagon, who do uh, lots of measurement, um, solutions, um, also Prova uh, PR experts in, in, in the area, um, and then um, people like WSA that um, are web developers, uh, PP Control and Automation that offer outsourced manufacturing service, MediLink Midlands uh, that are excellent in helping uh, people get into the medical industry, uh, and Buckinghamshire Enterprise Zone um, are all supporting us here, which is obviously fantastic because we do need that sort of support um, to put these, put these events on.
0: Yeah, they're quite big events, aren't they? When you're saying you're know, catering for 200 people and mm. a really lovely setting, the stables. I've never been here to an event and I must bring my wife because I think it's a... That it was amazing. About, yeah, it's, it's lovely, yeah. Really must. No, let's talk a little bit about the speakers then. So the first one, um, well, early on, we had Stefan Bazir from Silverstone. Yep. Um, I thought he gave a great presentation, even though he wasn't here. He did it by video link. Um, really, you know, and and I guess the focus, that, that name, Silverstone. But his his message was very much about sustainability Environmental, social, and um, community-based uh, initiatives and activities. Um, after that, we've heard from Prover, indeed, in terms of some of the partnerships. Yep, a little bit of a few case studies. What else have been some of the highlights during the morning for you, Pim?
1: Well, um, I mean, I suppose this is this is really wrong. I mean, we we had a, a strategic expert. Mike Jones uh, delivering uh, effectively a workshop on leadership, which, which was particularly fascinating, I felt. Um, if, 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 if it's not wrong to mention myself, um, I mean, from an SDC point of view, we, we actually announced a brand new work stream to uh, the work that we do. So we we've, were always focused on uh, promotion, support and thought leadership. Uh, and, and will continue to be active in those areas, but we, we've added a completely new fourth strand to that, which is focused around skills. Um, and uh, in the presentation, I, I covered some of the, the quite worrying statistics that are out there. And, um, and really, it, it was kind of like a call to arms to, um, to to get you know companies in in the cluster to you know let's all collaborate, let's let's see what we can do to 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 um, you know mitigate some of these these negative numbers that we've we've seen, and and make sure that this continues to be. Um, a, a striving um, industry and, and a hotbed for, for what do we do.
0: Well, I was going to come on to the skills thing because that Thank did you. strike me very okay. strongly, the the, the, the the discussion there and the figures you gave us. So we we are short in the country of 180,000, more or less 180,000 engineers. Correct. We're losing um, 18,000 a year, more retire than are entering the industry. Yep. Um, and it's a big problem, especially for an organization like STC, which is based on engineering. Mm. So, you know, th- those are very powerful statistics. Just summarize some of the initiatives then. How, how are you as STC going to be able to address that particular challenge?
1: Yeah, so in, in the presentation, I, um, I, I mentioned a, a number of different issues out there. So there, there's uh, an issue around perception of what engineering is and what an engineer is, um, and that's really something that we need to address because it's... it's you know, um, it's it's quite an outdated stereotype that that's out there. So that's you know definitely something male, that, male um, <laughs> of a certain age, uh, hard hat, spanner. You know, not, <laughs> not 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 very clean clothing and and all of these sort of things. And it's and it's quite a depressing image out there. And 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 that is shifting. And and it is it is has shifted. Um, but if it doesn't shift in in the mind of of if you will, the general population, you know, the kids are not going to get inspired by that to to become that, and their parents, you know, seeing having that sort of stereotype, you know, would never encourage their their kids to to um, go for an engineering um, degree, even though um, an engineering um, career can be fantastically fulfilling, um, and and not at all, you know, um, um, slightly overweight blokes in 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 overalls and and hard hats <laughs> and stuff, um, so so that's that's one of the things that we need to address i mean obviously there, there's um you know we, we don't have enough women in engineering uh only about sixteen and a half percent of of engineers are women uh, so we're missing out on a huge population group there that that you know we really need to get in um and and also things around um you know lgbtq um people about one third of them would avoid engineering for fear of discrimination i mean that's that's a bad statistics you know we can't afford to 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 uh, pull groups away like that. Um, and so really, we, we, we need to do to do more. And then one of the statistics I gave as well is that, you know, four out of 10 um, engineering graduates don't go on to have a, a career in, in engineering. Um, and so there, there are reasons why they don't go on to have a career. Um, now, th- there may well be reasons that we can't do anything about, but there may well be reasons that we can do something about. And why wouldn't we do that? Because... You know, we're, we're clearly struggling to, to find the people that we need and, and the numbers aren't good. You know, it's getting worse every year by the tune of 18,000 people. So, you know, really, we need to do everything that we can to Why to do you think
0: that engineering graduates don't go into engineering? Because is there a, a mismatch, a market failure in the people that need the engineers and the people that are you know, trained to be engineers?
1: I, I think it's a huge combination of things. So, so one of the things that I mentioned in presentation presentation um, that I overheard is that, um, you know, by year eight... 82% of girls have already decided engineering is not for them, um, you know, and that's to do with the negative stereotypes. Uh, it might also be to do with with the negative stereotypes that, that their parents have, and therefore they they discourage them. Um, it may also be, um, you know, if, if, if you go sort of further down the line and, and look at why those four out of 10 people don't go on to have a, have a career, um, I mean, is the you know is the is the company you know does the company have a have a welcome and supportive enough environment to to allow these people to thrive um you know do they settle in the area um you know i, I i'm aware of one particular uh, example where you know uh, a young engineer came in and and he he was from the north of the country, moved to the Silverstone area. Um, but obviously, if if you do something like that and, and a significant move like that, you know, you're kind of on your own. Mm. Um, and, and that person found it really difficult to settle. And, and so eventually, you know, left the company uh, again. Um, and, and there must be things that we can do because, you know, I, I would imagine that, you know, with 160 members uh, at any one point, we probably have... 20, 30, maybe even 40 people in a similar situation. Um, So why don't we set up a little network for them? Uh, You know, organise beer and pizza evenings or whatever. You know, let's get them them to meet each other because they might find people that they can go to the pub with or play squash with or or whatever it is. And it just helps them settle a little bit more and not just be reliant on the new colleagues that they have.
0: Yeah, interesting. I think another angle, engineering is a bit like technology, Right. What is technology? Is it robotics? Is it AI? You know, it it covers so many different areas. Engineering, mechanical engineering, electrical engineering, electronic engineering. I think, you know, perhaps it's a question of narrowing down into some of those specific areas as well. Clearly, electronic engineering is in great demand programmers and that whole mm-hmm. ai stuff but uh, yeah when you say the word engineering it does kind of well frighten me because i am not well, an engineer in mind but <laughs> well but
1: it, but it also encompasses everything because a lot of these disciplines that you've just mentioned um you know technology versus engineering are merging now um, you know uh, a lot of the stuff you know you 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 know, a lot of the, the, the mechanical engineering programs need software engineers uh, because of the electronics involved and, and all of these sort of things. So we, we see a real merging of that. And obviously robotics, as you mentioned as well, that, that straddles, you know, multi, multi-disciplines. Um, so yeah, it, it, it is all merging, merging together. The need for skilled people out there is, is huge. Mm. Um, and I, I do genuinely believe that, that if we all come together, if all of us, um, you know, put, make an effort um, to, to try and address some of these issues, then, then we could tackle them. Um, and and you know, as I said, my presentation was really a call to arms to to get people to try and do that.
0: Well, my little contribution to that, my next door neighbour uh, Tony Allen is um, very senior in the Institute for Engineering and Technology. I fantastic. don't know if you know her, but let me bring right. you together. She's Please. a graduate of Northampton. She's very open for, to exploration, and that's a very interesting organisation that I think I can see some synergy. Yeah, so fantastic. I will...
1: We we would welcome that because one of the things as well. It's that we're we're not looking to to necessarily bring new things in or, or come in with things that compete with with stuff that's already out there, you know. We we want to work with people that are already doing really good things, and I, I gave several examples of that. Yeah. And and let's really see how we how we can connect the dots. Let's see how we can you know support these people more, encourage these people more, help their initiatives grow. Um, because ultimately it's not about you know, reinventing the wheel or repeating what's already out there. It's, it's bringing together what's already out there, streamlining things, seeing how we can improve things further, seeing how we can help all of that, all of that grow. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm very, very interested to talk to anybody who does any interesting things in that. Let's see what, what we can do together. Um, and let's see how we can collaborate, because that's what it's all about.
0: And that includes obviously a forum. You say industry education forum with Absolutely. the university and the colleges, because I think we definitely do have our our part to play, and I'm not sure we're doing it to the uh, to the maximum of the potential.
1: Well, but that's uh, but that's the that's the thing. Let's explore that. Um, you know, so within the SDC membership, we have a number of um, academic uh, institutions. University of Northampton is is one of our members as an example, and and yeah, we're very keen to to get all of our educators in the room with with you know some of our industry members and. and and let's talk about the things, you know, where do we think, uh, you know, some of the barriers may lie, uh, what's working well, what is not working well, what would be helpful if we put in place, um, you know, let's get a dialogue going because, you know, mm. there will be frustrations on, on, on the educator side, there will be frustrations on the, on the industry side side. But if we if we don't get those people to talk, then those frustrations will never go away.
0: No, absolutely. So what have we got to look forward to this afternoon? Uh, we've got a some lunch in a minute, but B yes, what's happening this afternoon?
1: Yeah. So this afternoon we've we've got two. Uh, no, sorry, we've got four super presentations uh, coming up. So uh, one is 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 actually sort of beamed in by video um, because the, the, it's an Australian company. Um, that have, set, uh, have a UK office and they, they jumped at the chance to become members of the STC. Uh, so they're very much into hydrogen um, technology and developing that and, and, and putting uh, some really interesting technology in place to make that a really viable fuel. Um, and Jahan will, will explain all about that. Um, we've got Plassey-Espejo um, talking about the um, Oxford to Cambridge partnership uh, so really talking about what's sort of happening in this area from an econ- economic and investment point of view, which should be fascinating. Um, Ali King-Smith from Clearworks has stepped in um, to um, deliver a, a, a talk about, you know, how businesses can, can, you know, create much more welcoming and supportive environments. Um, so really sort of practical things on what people can do to, to address some of the, the issues that um, I li- highlighted in my presentation. And then Dr. Maria Nelson from the Aerospace Technology Institute is going to talk about, um you know the technologies and the roadmap that aerospace are deploying to get to a zero-carbon future uh, and obviously the, the opportunities that, that lie within that for for um, for the cluster companies that, that we have. Um, so it should be a fascinating afternoon and I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it.
0: Well, no, me too indeed. So maybe uh, I'll have to record something afterwards just to do a summary of some of those speakers. Um, if people, though, want to find out more about STC, Silverstone Technology Cluster, or indeed a summary of the events today or some of the programs, initiatives, events that you put on, where would you direct them to, Pim? In terms uh, we,
1: we have a, a, a website, of course, so uh silverstone technology um you know uh it's it's yeah it's all out there um we're, we're always keen to to hear from people uh obviously if people want to become a member you can sign up via the website we would clearly love that um but also just uh, you know um I'm, I'm sure my email address is on there and and email addresses of the team and we have a contact form um get in touch with us um talk to us see what we can do together
0: Great. Well, if any of those, uh, you know, topic skills shortage in particular, but it uh, was definitely have, worth having a look. Silverstone Technology Cluster, it's quite a long email to type in though, but anyway, silverstonetechnologycluster.com. But Windows
1: is quite good at remembering stuff, so you only have to do it once really, right? So. Yeah, maybe ne- <laughs> next
0: time do it as STC, but there must be an STC.com oh, somewhere. we looked at that and, that
1: and we got into all sorts of sort of complicated stuff. <laughs> so uh, ultimately we had to go for this
0: one. Well, Pim, thank you so much for taking the time on a very busy day for you two, just to just give us some insights into uh, Silverstone Technology. Technology cluster and this great event today, innovation and growth, um, a really important jewel in the crown. And I know, having traveled to China many times, um, and with Xiaowei, of course, my colleague, sadly, he's not, he, he's not able to come, but uh, Professor Xiaowei here from the University of Northampton. We know that Silverstone is very much uh, admired around the world, and in particular in China before COVID and then obviously slight tensions in geopolitics. You know, there was a great interest in. China in the Silverstone ecosystem, yep. not just the racetrack, but, you know, what we've done over 60 years in building that ecosystem around Silverstone yep. and great initiatives like the Silverstone technology cluster, which, you know, bring it to life, that cross fertilization, that true cluster effect, really. And and I wonder if there's um, more interest from abroad. Do you get a lot of foreign visitors coming over to sort of see and how do we do it?
1: Yeah, we do. I mean, uh... You know we we have had um great success and great pleasure in in working with xiaway as you as you mentioned um, so we've we've had several different different delegations in from from China, uh, but we we have some great relationship with organisations in in Italy to to foster international uh, relations. But we've had uh, missions from South Korea, we've had two from France, we've had one from India. Um, so we're getting pretty good traction out there. And and yes, I think people do look at this area in the, in the UK as as something pretty special, uh, and and it is, and and we should celebrate that, and, and that's part of what we do. Uh, but also we should make sure that we that we continue to let it grow and and. Thrive. Arrive. What's next for Pim in his career? Uh, hopefully, doing more of this because um, <laughs> I'm I'm really rather enjoying it. So uh, I'm uh, I'm quite happy to to keep going with, with all of this um, because yeah, it's uh, it's good fun. Fantastic. Um, I mean, today's like today are, are stressful, but. Um, you know, that's not every day. So, uh, well, there so you go. On
0: like? a stressful day, he's found the time to talk to to us and to our listeners. So, Pim Van Barsen, Chief Executive Officer of Silverson Technology Cluster, thank you ever so much for uh, those insights. Uh, keep safe, keep well, keep up the great work, and enjoy the rest of the day.
1: Thank you so much for having me.